0: It's The Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Dei Radio.
1: good wednesday morning to you it is august 16th 7 a.m it is david and brenda with you on the morning blend welcome back to the heat wave
2: good morning who would have ever thought that i would have traveled to washington (laughs) dc in august only to uh, get away from the heat in the pacific northwest
1: yes but you had the humidity
2: Okay, I, I've heard that a lot, but I don't know. Eighty degrees and seventy percent humidity versus, you know, twenty percent humidity and a hundred and eight. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a toss-up. Yeah, that's a tough one right there. It's, <laughs> uh, that's, that, is, that is a good question. Which is which is better or worse, I guess, if you want to frame it that way? But welcome back. How was the nation's capital?
2: Oh, it was lovely. They pulled out the welcome wagon, red carpets everywhere for me. They said, Brenda, welcome <laughs> to your home.
1: Welcome here. Thank yeah. you for being here. The
2: president and the first, uh, first lady yeah, waved d- at died me. You dined with them, right? They did. They yes. said, come on in. We, we're going to have a great meeting. <laughs> today it's beautiful I, we should all visit our nation's capital as americans that should be one of our american pilgrimages we'll say yeah now so- this all started because uh when christian was in the eighth grade that was covid shutdown year yep. and his eighth grade trip to washington dc that all of the daughters had taken previously it was canceled mm-hmm. and so we always had this goal to to get him back there so he could see what all of our daughters had seen Washington, D.C. does not disappoint. Yeah. It does not. It was absolutely wonderful trip. And I appreciated so many great things. We had uh, gone with a couple of friends of ours whose children live there in the D.C. area. Our godson, mine and Scott's godson, he lives there. Got to visit with him and go to some. We had some great food. Washington, D.C. is a foodie city, too.
1: Yeah, I bet. So is there a lot of traffic there?
2: Oh, horrendous. Is it? Oh, it puts Portland traffic to shame. No kidding.
1: Oh. I always imagine these like wide streets. No. No, not at all.
2: Not at all. And what's interesting too is the city, the downtown center itself is so large that uh, although they have a freeway system that runs around it and you can get off at various areas as close as you can, you still have to go several miles, two to three miles oftentimes that to go two to three miles in the city of Washington D.C. can take you thirty minutes. Wow,
1: you better walk. So yeah, yeah
2: of, of course. So we're talking eighty percent humidity. So if you have a change of clothes, <laughs> yes. please by all means walk. Yeah, but it traffic is a lot, and the streets are narrow. And big buses are all over the place. So uh, I was just glad that the good deacon drove us around.
1: That's nice. Yeah, he knows it well because he goes there. He goes there often. Now, I don't want to stop you because we're going to talk about your trip in the second cup. We've got a whole second cup today to do it. So uh, I I don't want to give all the things away before uh, that.
2: You know, when you're on vacation, oftentimes you feel like you are out of what is going on. Mm -hmm. But while we were in D.C., I was checking in on the show, watching the weather. A lot's been happening here with this heat wave.
1: Yeah, it's been hot. Interesting record that we could set today. I just saw this. So if we hit 100 degrees today, which is the projected high, this is the Portland area, if we hit 100 degrees, we will break the all-time record for the most 100-degree days in a decade which, and we still have six years in this decade to go. So, what I'm saying is like, there's, I think there were like three decades, like the 60s, 70s, 80s, you get the idea. Sure. Three decades where there were 1,500 degree days in that decade. We're already there. If we hit 100 degrees today, and we still have, oh. and we still have six years to go in
2: this decade. In this decade, we're that shattered. Well, yeah, we're You way, know, right yeah. now, yeah. by yeah. next yeah. in the next four years, we're going to add and add and yeah. add.
1: Oh yeah, wow. So that's that gives you an idea of the rising temperatures, and so we'll see if if we hit 100 today, then we will set the decade record for okay. most 100 degree days. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting, an interesting uh, record to look at heat wise, but it is excessive. heat. Heat warning through tonight, so, you know, again, going to be hot today, and a, um air alert as well, air quality alert still out there. We'll talk about that in the news. What do you have coming up?
2: All right. Well, the other news that we had been following throughout our trip was that devastating fire in Hawaii, and seeing the devastation in Lahaina fires in person, Bishop Larry Silva met with survivors, brought the consolation and prayers of Pope Francis with oh, him.
1: All right. Very good to hear. So anyway, great show ahead. Welcome back.
2: All right. Thank you. We're going to kick things off now with Cooper Ray. We come alive. You are listening to David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
3: We stood in this land with the dust upon our hands in the dry. Of a desert we call home. You moved in your love. From our death, you lifted us. Breath of life, resurrecting these dry bones.
1: we come alive. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on the morning blend. The uh, the team's back together today. So welcome back. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. So now we're going to head to the islands, right?
2: We're heading out to Hawaii. Yeah.
1: Talk to Bear Wastock. He's got a new book out. We'll hear about it right after the forecast.
5: This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Hearts of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen.
6: Today radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814.
7: In your hands, O Lord, we humbly entrust our deceased brothers and sisters. Matardé Radio joins Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic funeral services for a special rosary for the faithful departed on Wednesday, August 30th. Cards will be available to request a special intention for your loved one. Deacon David Hamus will lead the Holy Rosary and Litany of the Faithful Departed at 1230 at Gethsemane Chapel in Happy Valley and 230 at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery in Portland on Wednesday afternoon, August 30th. Be a part of this uplifting time of peace and renewal. For more information, search the keyword Rosary on the community calendar at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us in this powerful prayer session for Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic funeral services and Mater Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
1: And it is 713 at Mater Radio. Well, let's hope this is the last 100 degree day today. The projected high in the Portland area, 100 degrees right on the nose. We'll see if we get there. There is again a heat advisory in effect, uh, or a heat warning rather in effect. Excessive heat warning in effect until 11 p.m. tonight. So uh, that'll hopefully it'll end at that point, as well as an air quality alert. Then for Thursday, mostly sunny, down to 94. So that, given uh, what we've been, uh, that'll be pleasant. That's
2: gonna seem like yeah.
1: Yeah, and then even Friday, even cooler, 82. Get back Friday, into our summer so temperatures. More more like the average right there.
2: Well, currently it is already 70 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in
1: Vancouver. And 72 degrees at St. Patrick's Church in Portland.
2: At first glance, you would not think that maybe a surfer and a cowboy would have too much in common. One with a laid-back lifestyle and eyes to the ocean, the other gritty, dusty, and leathery. But according to Bear Wozniak, they both connect to the desire for every man to live the heroic way. In his new book, 12 Rules for Manliness, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Bear reveals ways to become an everyday hero and pursue God's call in your life. Bear is back with me today to tell us more about it. Aloha, Bear.
8: Aloha, you know, they say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't you can't make him surf.
2: Oh <laughs> is that the way it goes? Uh now I've seen a horse or two in the movies, Bear. They seem to be pretty good swimmers. So I think uh you would be in good company if you were surfing with a horse. What are some of those traits, Bear, that you find that both surfers and cowboys possess?
8: Well, I think a lot of it has to do with uh a lot of it has to do with the solitude. You know, uh of of the, the the cowboy out on the range and the surfer even though you're in a crowd of people when you're out surfing, um you're pretty much on your own. You know, you're 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 especially when the surf gets big. There's a saying that says you're always alone in big surf because no one can get to you to help you and and uh uh, there's a lot of soul searching that we do out in the water. The other thing is that it takes a lot of fortitude. Um, people think of surfers as that laid back lifestyle, and it can be that too, but when you're when you're challenging big surf um, then it's probably an awful lot like that cowboy. In fact, I had a uh, Catholic cowboy priest father Bryce Lundgren come out here he re- he wrote a book book for Sophia too called the Catholic Cowboy Way and uh, a pretty rugged cowboy out here surfing with me. so I think surfers and uh, surfers and cowboys have a lot in common.
2: Oh, for sure, Bear. Those things, though, that I'm picking up what you're saying, fearlessness, bravery, uh, you know, just going for the adventure of it, both whether you're on the ocean or out on the prairie like a cowboy might be. But those are also those same words that we hear when people talk about the word toxic masculinity why is that now these words that we used to define men and the highest quality of men are now used and turned against them as toxic as being overbearing as being anti-woman why is that now the way it goes
8: that's so interesting because i don't use the word masculine anymore because it's been co-opted just like the word gender has I just use manliness, I use it for a specific reason. Well, no, there was a time back in the day when there was that, when Satan uh, had his, his way of trying to push men to be macho and tough and, and to dominate women in, in ways that aren't right, you know, but <clears throat> but now it's gone the other way. He sissified men, and men are having to apologize for their existence, and I'll tell you, when, we go out and, when I go out and talk, especially if my wife is with me, um, and we speak to, because I speak to a lot of men's conferences, but also a lot of you know, radio station galas and things like that. And as soon as we pull up in the car, we're basically surrounded by women. And they're—I and they're, mean, seriously. Um, Cindy can tell you. She's just right over here. And they're saying to us, please tell the men to be men again. We need real men. And I think what they mean by that is servant leaders, men who will lay down their life, men who will will the true good for the other by, by through self-donation, uh, kind of putting St. Thomas and John Paul II together— we men, men need to. We we need men who will who will be who will be um, gritty and tough. Who will take on responsibility? You know what, Brenda? When you think about it, just for example, abortion, I, I, I've uh, I would say that most abortions, maybe 80%, 90 percent, would not happen if there was a man. Whether it's the father of that child. Or an uncle, or the or the or the woman's dad, or someone that would stand up and say, "I will stand by you. I will take on responsibility." In Hawaii, we say kuleana. It's like uh, John Paul II's first writings: love and responsibility. What makes a man is someone. Uh, you know, uh, someone is born a boy, but to become a man by taking on responsibility—that's mm. love. That's love. Taking on your kuleana. The first thing that God. to Adam would say, you know, take care of this garden. And then he created Eve, basically take care of her, you know. And so we're not talking about toxic masculinity, but we are talking about men being there to protect their families, provide for their families. And, and, And speaking about women, Brenda, one of my chapters is just titled, How a Man Treats a Woman Defines Him.
2: I absolutely love that. I love where you're going to when you're talking there, Barry. What I keep hearing in my own head is the roles that God designed us as man and woman. We have our jobs. I brought three daughters and a son into the world. And I can remember saying to my husband when I'm trying to raise my daughters to be strong ladies. I said, I'm trying to raise ladies here. And he's like, oh, you know, you're doing things in a certain way. Well, opposite that, When my husband is raising my son, when he was a little guy, he's 18 years old now. I'd say, oh, you're so hard on him. And he says, I am trying to raise a man here. And I love what you're saying. We do have our roles and we cannot devalue what those are because God doesn't.
8: You know, when you said strong women, you're strong ladies, strong ladies. um, You know, I went through a real difficult Marriage eventually was annulled, but I was talking when I was going through that process and talking with my parents. My mom said, "Um, "What should what should I do if I'm looking for another woman?" My mom's my my uh, mom said, "Find a strong woman." And I said, "Well, what's a strong woman?" And my dad said, "I don't know if she's got good teeth and she can pull a plow. I don't know." But but my wife is—I call her tough chick. I call her TC for short. She's very powerful. Very wise, very feminine. And we flow together just like two birds soaring together. We just, everything in our life, we, it's balanced out and we just flow together. But in my book, 12 Rules for Manly, this is where have all the cowboys gone? I quote one of my heroes a lot. I have 105 of his books, Louis Lamour and his great Western. In his books, all the cowboys were, ver- were virtuous and the women were strong. Uh, he was one of the first authors that made women out to be something more than, you know, of uh, frivolous, you know, uh, I don't know, people. Mm-hmm. He, 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 his women were strong. Now, often they found themselves in a vulnerable place, and they needed men to come and, and, and help them. But uh, women, you know, uh, women are showing us how strong they are. And what's happened is a lot of women have, um, have, uh, have, you know, ha- praise God for for the the f- new freedom women have. But in that new freedom and in the women taking on more more and more responsibility, the men have just taken a back seat and like, you want to do it? Go do it. You know, but they're not they're not. And, and, you know, you think about this. Think about uh, contraception and the the terrible destruction that's had on women. If a man loves a woman, he will not put the kind of pressure on her. He will he will um, he's, he's there to protect her. And love is willing the true good for the woman, not making her an object, but making her a subject of love, as John Paul II would say.
2: Absolutely. And for mothers, what I try to still in my daughters is to be able to view themselves with the way that God sees them and the beauty Amen. that they are. And my husband has tried to set the highest bar possible. So that way, every young man that ever came along, yeah, he had a high bar to live up to Bear Wozniak is joining me today we're talking about his new book 12 rules for manliness where have all those cowboys gone Bear it's been great talking with you there is so much more I feel like we feel like we've just scratched the surface here and I'm already against my break can you stay with me through the break so we can't continue in our next to. half hour you
8: know I love speaking with you
2: Brenda I'd love to fantastic stay with us
1: and it is 723 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Wednesday morning. So when you recorded this interview with mm-hmm. Bear, this was before the fires in Maui. And of course, Bear is on Oahu. So he's, he's on the other island there. So I'm sure, though, he's certainly praying for the folks on Maui and uh the devastation there. And again, you'll have a report on that in the news. But uh, great to talk with Bear. He's just a joyful person. And of course, we run some of his promos here on uh Radio. That's that right. Deep Virtue. Hear. Deep Virtue. So uh, great to talk with Bear. And again, you can hear many of our podcasts, many of our interviews on the Hail Mary Media app. We have all the details on our website, how to download it. It is free, the Hail Mary Media app. Find out more at MaterDeiRadio.com.
9: Hello, this is Emily Jaminet with A Mother's Moment. So how many of us spend our day thinking about the things we want? In our society, it is hard not to think about material items. Never before in the history of mankind do we have such access from stuff all around the world. We can get what we want, when we want, as quickly as we want. Jesus said in Matthew 6, Do not store up for yourself treasure on earth where moths and decay destroy and thieves break in and steal, but store up treasure in heaven. What a great calling this is to us as moms. We need to work diligently at teaching our children and reminding ourselves that we don't need material items for happiness. Just look at the amount of stuff children get for Christmas or at a youngster's birthday party. We need to remind our children that these things will pass away and the only thing that matters is our Catholic faith. Our faith is and will be our true happiness. Let us pray. Jesus, help us not to be attached to material items. Amen. May we change the world by desiring you, Jesus, and not the stuff of this world.
10: Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on MatterdayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media
0: app. Some are morning people. <sighs> Others are not. <laughs> Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Dei Radio.
1: And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, how you can help with the air quality. We'll tell you about that in the news.
2: And seeing the devastation of the Lahaina fires in person, Bishop Larry Silva met with survivors in Hawaii and brought the consolation and prayers of Pope Francis. I'll have more of that story coming up in news. Here is Dan Francis, no other name. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
3: I pray
2: Francis, with no other name. It is 7:30 right here at Monterey Radio.
1: And in your news, an air quality alert remains in effect today throughout the Willamette Valley in Southwest Washington due to elevated levels of ozone pollution or smog. So, ozone forms when hot temperatures and low winds combined with pollution from cars gas powered engines and chemicals and paints and aerosols air quality agencies expect pollution to reach levels that could be unhealthy for sensitive groups including children pregnant people older adults and people with heart disease or respiratory conditions health officials recommend that people limit outdoor activity when pollution levels are high the agencies say you can help by limiting driving carpool or use public transportation postpone yard work that uses gas-powered equipment also, postponed painting and aerosol spray projects. Ozone pollution increases throughout the day with exposure to sunlight, so pollution levels tend to be highest during afternoons and early evenings. So, that air quality alert is going to remain in effect through this evening. So, hopefully, things will start to improve tomorrow. But uh, again, just that heads up that uh, again, till 6 p.m., or excuse me, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, okay. the air quality alerts.
2: Although cooling centers were open this week for those living on the street, their experience highlights a problem. Many people who are at most risk for the extreme dangers of heat have the most barriers to staying cool. A heat wave brought temperatures of up to 108 degrees in Vancouver on Monday and 102 on Tuesday. One houseless person said He doesn't want to go to one of the county's designated cooling shelters out of fear his possessions might be stolen. So he lays reading against a tree periodically sipping from water that a local Catholic church has given him. During extreme weather events, Council for the Homeless sends out a call to local organizations to open cooling centers, places open to the public where people can stay cool indoors. The list of places the council sends out includes public parks, libraries, community centers, and some churches. Yet some cooling centers report that few, if any, people showed up. People living outside said they didn't know where the cooling centers were, while others didn't have transportation to get there or feared, again, that their belongings would be stolen if they left camps. And Honolulu Bishop Larry Silva visited the town of Lahaina Tuesday to celebrate mass and meet survivors of the wildfires that he said shockingly devastated the town. The bishop told Catholic news agency that he celebrated mass at Kapalua Maui on Sunday for about 200 Catholics gathered there. In order to arrive at Kapalua, we had to drive on the upper road above Lahaina, he said. At several places along the road, we saw spots that were destroyed by the fire, Whether homes or businesses, he said, it was hard to tell. And we could also overlook Lahaina town, which was shockingly devastated. Law enforcement, including the National Guard, are keeping guard over Lahaina, the bishop said. Due to the local loss of cell phone towers and Internet coverage, Bishop Silva said the assembly had not learned of Pope Francis' message to the island expressing consolation and prayers. He said, I read the letter to them and they were very grateful. The bishop also confirmed stories of the astonishing survival of Maria Lanaquilla Catholic Church in Lahaina. The church was miraculously spared, as was the rectory, he said. The adjacent convent, school and hall were all burned along with neighboring homes.
1: I saw a photo of the church, and uh, yeah, it's pretty remarkable because you see all of the structures around it that are burned, and yet the church still stands. Still stands there. Mm. Well, it won't be too much longer before the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization heads to the gym to open the fall volleyball season. Practice begins this month for a sport that focuses on building individual and team skills.
11: It's good for an individual to learn certain skills, but it's also great as a team to learn the cooperation, the working together. And one of the things that I love about the way we do our volleyball program is we have multiple levels. So you're never in a situation where you are a beginning team playing against teams that have played together for years. you're an older grade, it's divided into multiple levels so everybody can play at their own skill level, feel successful, and just have fun while learning a new sport.
1: Erin Cahill is the director of volleyball for CYO. She says the sport is for girls third through eighth grade. The season includes eight regular season games on Saturdays and wraps up with the season ending tournaments in mid-November. Volleyball registration available on CYO's website. That's CYOCampHoward.org.
2: Dolly Parton's rhinestone covered life and career have captivated imaginations the world over for the past six decades. And it's imagination that brought the iconic entertainer to Washington on Tuesday. Parton celebrated the implementation of her imagination library program in the Evergreen State with an event at uh, Tacoma's Pantages Theater. After a discussion about her program and her upcoming album, she grabbed her sparkly guitar and performed Coat of Many Colors. The Imagination Library, launched in 1995, delivers one free book a month to children from birth to age five who are enrolled in the program. More than 200 million books have been gifted under the program. Parton's inspiration for the Imagination Library came from her own family's struggles growing up poor in rural Tennessee, in particular her father's inability to read. She said her dad was so happy to see the success of the program. Tennessee was the first state to implement the Imagination Library statewide. To date, the program now sends books to children in fifteen states. And five countries.
1: Who doesn't love Dolly Parton?
2: I don't know a single person who has a bad thing to say about this woman.
1: She is, every time you hear her talk or see an interview, she just always seems so joyful and friendly and nice. That's it. Yeah. Like you could
2: just sit down and have a a meal at the kitchen table with her. Yeah,
1: and from what I've heard, she is. That's exactly who she is and
2: obviously incredibly generous with the gift that god's given her and the money that she's been blessed with to in turn give it away to so many people Uh, that's
1: wonderful well in sports over seventy five thousand fans packed stadium australia in the hopes of seeing their home team advance to the finals of the fifa women's world cup unfortunately for the aussies it was england who came away with a three to one win england will now play spain for the World Cup title. That match is set for early Sunday morning at 3 a.m. our time, televised on Fox. Last year, England won the European Championship, so uh, they're on a pretty good run right mm, now.
2: Very nice.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, the church continues her work of healing and salvation through the sacraments of healing. That is confession. After making a good examination of conscience, feeling sorry for our sins, and making a firm resolution to not sin again, we make a verbal confession to the priest, who is the minister of this sacrament. After he gives us absolution, forgiving our sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, he assigns us penance. This is the fulfillment of certain acts of penance prayers or deeds to repair the damage caused by the sin. However, sometimes David, we're distracted Mm -hmm. or we procrastinate and we could end up forgetting what our confessor told us to do. So what do we do when that happens? Well, Alatea asked Father José Luis Rincon, a canonist, and this is the answer, he yeah. said. In that case, people naturally know that there was a penance, even if they don't remember what it was. They almost always go to the Blessed Sacrament and pray something. Now, if we know our priests, we already know which asks you to pray a rosary or an our father something that you typically remember your priest doing now usually if we forget it's because it is thought in our mind as something ordinary so go and pray a hail mary or an our father and the next time you go to confession tell the priest you didn't remember the penance that's right tell him what you prayed instead and he will tell you if you need to add something more along with your new penance now, regarding the seriousness of the sin, the penance to be done, Bishop Victor Alejandro tells Alatea the penance is assigned according to the sin. Don't pretend that if you stole $5,000, he said, you only have to pray in our father You must return the money. If he broke a window, you have to pay for it. If he spoke badly of someone, now speak well and pray for that person. Together with prayer, there is retribution. Yep.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: And it is still going on now to the end of the month. Catholic Community Services of Lane County's Back to School Drive. All month long, CCS of Lane County will have drop-off barrels at participating locations in Eugene and Springfield where you can leave new school supplies to donate. These supplies and backpacks will be distributed free of charge to families enrolled in its supportive services program. Donors also have the option to make an online donation and let CCS do the shopping. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, matardayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And we head back to Oahu as Brenda continues her interview with the bear right after the forecast.
12: Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Dei Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Dei Radio in this prayer to St. Jude. Let us pray. Glorious St. Jude, with faith in your goodness, we ask your help today. As one of Christ's chosen apostles, you remain a pillar and foundation of His church on earth. You are counted, we know, among the elders who always stand before God's throne. From your place of glory, we know you do not forget the needs and difficulties of Christ's little ones here, still struggling, like me, on the way home to God. Please intercede for us all, gracious St. Jude. And be with us in our daily toil and in all our necessities. In Christ's name, we appeal to you again today. Amen. For more
7: prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadayradio.com.
13: Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at four and Sunday afternoon at two for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
1: 744 at Matra Day Radio. Well, it looks like maybe one more hot, hot day today. A high of 100 degrees projected. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 68. And then for Thursday, down to 94. That would be a little bit more pleasant. Even more pleasant Friday, 82 degrees with maybe a little cloud cover in the morning. So we'll see that excessive heat warning again till. 11 p.m. tonight so we'll we'll see if uh, we start to uh, cool off a little
2: it just goes to prove it's all relative i mean 90 would be hot but when it's coming after a hundred degree day then you go oh that feels a whole lot nicer exactly well it's pretty pleasant out there right now 71 degrees at holy trinity catholic church in beaverton
1: and 68 degrees at saint paul church in eugene
2: And I am back. Say aloha to Bear Wozniak. He is joining us this morning as we talk about a new book. It's coming out September 19th. So now's the time to pre-order 12 Rules for Manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone? Bear Wozniak is joining us today to tell us a little bit more about it. Bear, thanks so much for staying with us today.
8: Yeah, you know, this is such a great book for women, too, because as I said, when we go speak and the women surround us, I'll have them ask us questions. Well, should we, should we, um, you know, even this is designed to be written to men, I know, I actually know more women will read this than men. And it's true in our in our work. Our, our focus is on men. The Lord told me when I first started my ministry, really showed me, let the bullseye of our ministry be the heart of a man. But women, uh, because it has to be gritty and real enough for the men to get it. But he said by doing that, the women will be there to receive the message too. And I'll have women asking, especially young women, like like at Theology on Tap or something, these guys that hang around us and never ask us out on dates, or, or they hang out with us long enough, but they never ask us to marry them, should I just kind of give up and just make this acceptable? No, and that's why I say a woman should read this book, because this book will help them understand what a real man is. You know, if you're a daughter, you're raised by a man like your husband, you know, that's one thing, but a lot of women haven't been raised in that environment. The other thing about this book is this is designed for women to buy for their sons, because a lot of women are, are single moms, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of women actually are man-haters, and probably for good reason, because they've been betrayed by a man, but this book would help these sons who, are, who don't have good role models to read, and then I would also say, at our website, deepadventure.com, we have Bear's Man Cave, and the three-year curriculum in the School of Manliness that all the men go through together, and uh, it's got video, and audio, and written content, and assessments, and goal-setting. And it's also a great place for a woman who has a son without a father to go through that with their son, or for fathers to go through this curriculum with their sons. To, to take this book, 12 Rules for Manliness, also, and just read five pages. that's designed to be read, read five pages a night and talk about it, or read one page. Every single paragraph is like a bullet. There's I mean, it's over 200 pages, but every single—I just reread it doing some stuff for PR, and I go, "Wow, this is a good book. It's not like not not a wasted word in there. Every word is something that that a father and a son, or a mother and a son, or 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 women could read and, and 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 talk about and go deeper.
2: For sure, Bear, iron sharpens iron, and this is a great way to really get the tools in in your life really up to par by having other men just bring you along in the same way Bear, when in our first half hour, we talked about some of the similarities between surfers, which of course you are very familiar with and those cowboys. And one of them that you talk about in the book is this, fearlessness because you they have got to be willing to go into battle whether it be to try to tame right. that that surf that that big wave or if it's a you know out on the prairie that cowboy way men are at a spiritual battle we know that the devil is looking for every foothold to try to tear down the family and they've got men have got to be fearless that's one of the men, things men, that you talk men- about
8: Men need to be dangerous. That, that's, that's one of my chapters about, is about men. A man needs to be dangerous, and it needs, he needs to be willing to be dangerous at three levels. The, the primary level, of course, is are you willing to fight? Are you physically fit enough, first of all, to last more than a minute? If it comes right down to it, are you willing to step into the fray to defend your family? So I'm a, you know, a second-degree ninja black belt. I've trained in many different martial arts. I train so that I can do that. But frankly, because I've trained so much, most people don't see me as a victim. I don't carry myself as a victim. I'm I'm, I'm spatially aware. Secondly, they need to be able to say, I ride for the brand. They need to be dangerous enough to say, this is what I believe. This is what I stand for. And if it means they become a white martyr, in other words, that white martyrdom of not getting the promotion? Because they may not fire you, but you may not get that promotion. Are you willing to make a stand? Do people know who you ride for uh, in this woke culture? Then the third thing is, does a man know how to do spiritual warfare? Does he know how to pick up that rosary and pray for his family? Does he know how to bless his family with holy water? Does he pray the blood of Jesus over his children Does he he enter into that spiritual battle? Is he the type of man who, when he gets up in the morning, the devil says, oh, no, he's up? Does he get up an hour before the rest of the family to have his time with the Lord? A man needs to be able to be dangerous at all of those levels.
2: Wow, Bear, you're kind of filling me with a little bit of fear. That is exactly, (laughs) I think, how the devil might feel too if he were to come across a man who was in your line of thinking. Bear Wozniak joining us this morning, talking about his new book, 12 Rules for Manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone? Bear, tell our listeners where they can get a copy and also find out more about your uh, man cave, the room for the mama bears, and everything they need to know on your website.
8: Get a copy for everyone in the confirmation class you're leading or for the, the young adult class or, or high school youth group that you're leading or the men's group that you're, you're involved with or the women. They can go to deepadventure.com to find out more about us. They can go to Sophia Institute or they can go to amazon.com to order the book. And we encourage you. I like to encourage people to go to Amazon, even though I don't make m- much money when they do that. I encourage them to do that because... When they do that, then they leave a review that Amazon promotes the book and we get the word out to, uh, to, inc- to this, this vital word out to more and more people.
2: Well, Bear, this is always a fun ride when you get to join us on The Morning Show. I really appreciate your time today.
8: I'm going to just remind everybody, 12 rules for manliness. Where are all the cowboys gone? And, Brenda, we got to talk story more. I haven't, we, uh, we used to talk more often. we got to catch up with each other and do this more often.
2: I would love that. Thanks so much, Bear, for joining us today. Again, that is Bear Wozniak. As you just said, the name of his new book, 12 Rules for Manliness, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? I will also add a link to where you can get to Bear Wozniak's page, read more about him and the programs he's got available for you. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app
1: and it is 751 at mater day radio great to hear from bear i'm gonna go over there and go surfing with him are you yeah he sounds like fun i think that would be a great day
2: i'm pretty sure too he knows of a little secret cove or area that is not crowded (laughs) by tourists that will be perfect for you david that's
1: great hey one of the ways you can support mater day radio our vehicle donation program if you have an old car truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater De Radio. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page there. Just really a couple forms to fill out. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you as well. So check it out. It is Mater De Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. That's on our website at motterdayradio.com or through
4: the Hail Mary media app. Support for Matri-Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
0: Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, k 235 BF Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with
14: Bear Wozniak.
0: Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com.
15: With another Deep Virtue segment, we're uh, coming to you from Waikiki Beach. You know, as an athlete, uh, one of the things that we have to be careful about is watch what we eat. There's a saying, you are what you eat. Well, as Catholics, uh, we're we're athletes for Christ. We're in training to win that great prize. And we need to watch what we eat. One of the great blessings we have in the church is the daily Mass. Uh, if you go to Mass, you have the first part of the Mass is the Liturgy of the Word, and the second half is the Liturgy of the Eucharist. Well, the first half is the Bread of the Word of God, and the second half is the Bread of the Body and Blood of Jesus Christ. So if you go to Mass every day, and and you do that for three years, you will have gone through almost all of Scripture, even a lot of the Parts of the Bible that a lot of places people would never turn to or, or read, but still are the Word of God and should be uh, uh, you know cared for if you can't go to daily Mass, you can receive uh, those daily scripture verses on Laudate, the app that you can download or there's a Universalis app as well but I recommend that you read the, the daily uh, scriptures every day make that, incorporate that and make that a part of your life May, maybe at lunchtime. You'll sit down and read those readings if you haven't been able to go to Mass that day. And let the Scriptures read you. It's not just that you are reading the Scriptures. Let those Scriptures read you. And, and open, to in, open up like a mirror what's in your heart and let God speak to you. So spend time. Be careful what you eat. And one of the best things you can eat is the Word of God. The Bible says that we will be transformed by the renewing of, my, by the renewing of our minds. So spending time in the Word will help us go deeper with God. This is Bear Wozniak with another Deep Virtue segment from deepadventure.com. Aloha.
14: Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. It's time to register for CYO Fall Sports. Youth in grades three through eight can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team play together with building their skill sets in volleyball, cross country, and swimming. Additionally, youth in first and second grade can sign up for Hot Shots Basketball, and we are hiring volleyball and basketball officials. Visit our website at cyocamphoward.org to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Your donation will enable all youth to participate regardless of socioeconomic status while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's cyocamphoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs.
0: It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
1: And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, an inadvertent email goes out to thousands of Oregon college students. We'll have the details for you in the news.
2: And Pope Francis reminds us all to adopt a spirit of service. And we'll use yesterday's feast day as an example. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint.
16: Hey guys, I'm Lena with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Saint Stephen of Hungary. Born around 975, this passionate saint was among the first Christians of Eastern Europe. After his father, a duke, converted to Christianity, Saint Stephen followed shortly after. And with his conversion came a determination to see his homeland surrender their pagan ways and become a Christian nation. This warrior eventually found his way to the Hungarian throne and led Hungary to a time of stability, as well as helped the blossoming nation to form a lasting self-identity. The Pope saw Stephen's faithfulness to the church and anointed his kingship. While the king and his wife had children, unfortunately his heirs did not outlive him, and upon his death, all that Saint Stephen had worked so hard to establish for God quickly fell back into the hands of the pagans. It would take decades for Christianity to regain momentum again. On the bright side, Hungary still looks to their past king as a reason for their strength in both culture and faith to this day, despite the relapse to paganism for a little while. St. Stephen is an example of how God uses us even in our imperfection to complete His glorious master plan. It would seem that St. Stephen, while he was able to force his people to live by Christian rules, he hadn't been successful in converting their hearts. He was a heavy-handed king and enforced strict rules against paganism. His passion for his people to reject paganism while coming from a place of righteousness was ineffective in truly converting the Hungarians. True conversion comes from the ability to choose. God didn't create us as robots. He created humans with an innate dignity and freedom no other creature has. Saint Stephen might be a good advocate for parents or children of parents who struggle with excessive authoritarian parenting styles. If parents focus too much on the rules and forget to grow in relationship, rebellion could be in the near future, much like the Hungarians rebelled after Stephen's death. A high school friend of mine had incredibly strict parents who didn't allow their daughter to age into freedom appropriately. They taught her the what of the faith, but never explained the why. It became a long list of rules she eventually grew to resent. Like her parents, she saw the church as yet another overbearing authority, and as soon as she graduated, guess what she did? She turned away from the faith and rebelled against her family. Eventually their relationship healed, but it took many years and a lot of hard life lessons for my friend. St. Stephen was a godly man with a passion to change his country for the better. In the same way that we are learning how to be better Christians, St. Stephen tried his best. And in trying his best, eventually God brought Hungary out of the darkness of paganism. And today, St. Stephen is the patron saint of his beloved Hungary. St. Stephen of Hungary, ora pro nobis. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint.
1: And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saints and to pray with Matreday Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app, details at MotredayRadio.com. It's eight o'clock.
2: And in your news this hour, Pope Francis on Tuesday urged the faithful. To adopt a spirit of service, pointing to the example of the blessed mother who went in haste to help her expectant cousin, Elizabeth. In his reflection before leading the Marian prayer, Pope Francis drew on the day's gospel reading Luke's account of Mary's visitation, which the Holy Father said shows the mother of God to be a woman of service to her neighbor. Following the recitation of the Angelus, Francis also offered a customary blessing to the crowd. Today, he said, we entrust to Mary, assumed into heaven, our supplication for peace in Ukraine and in all war-torn regions. There are so many of them, unfortunately. The clamor of weapons drowns out attempts at dialogue. The law of force prevails over the force of law, he continued. But let us not be discouraged. Let us continue to hope and to pray because it is God. It is he who guides history. May he listen to our plea.
1: Well, what looked like might be great news for thousands of college students in Oregon turned out to be an accident. More than 164,000 current and former Oregon college students received an inadvertent email from the state's Higher Education Coordinated Commission Tuesday saying they'd been approved for an Oregon Promise financial aid grant. Unfortunately, the email was only supposed to go to 14 students. The spokesperson for the commission says the thousands of students who received the accidentally emailed should get a follow-up notice informing them of the error. Now, Oregon Promise is a grant program that covers the cost of tuition for Oregon high school graduates who immediately enroll in community college. Up to 6,000 students are awarded the grant each year
2: oh that's
1: too bad that's a hard one that uh,
2: mistakes happen we are all human but can you imagine the delight of so many students who are trying to find a way to Mm -hmm. make the ends meet, going to college and get this email only to find out sorry it wasn't you yeah i guess the the upside is you were not alone in this yes Uh, thousands got the letter and only 14 were supposed to exactly A Massachusetts Catholic couple has sued the state, alleging that they were blocked from adopting children through the state's foster care program because of their religious beliefs about marriage, sexuality and gender. Mike and Kathy Burke sued the state of Massachusetts August 8th after what they say was an extensive application process, which over time, focused more and more on their Catholic faith and ultimately led to a denial of their adoption request by the Department of Children and Families. The Burke said the news was devastating. The lawsuit calls the decision as unconstitutional as Massachusetts law protects the religious liberty of foster parents. The Massachusetts Foster Parents Bill of Rights states a foster parent shall not be discriminated against on the basis of religion, race, color, creed, gender identity, sexual orientation, national origin, age or disability. The denial of the Berks application comes at a time when Massachusetts faces a long running foster care crisis in which the Massachusetts Department of Children and Families is overwhelmed and lacks enough places to house children.
1: Well, a new poll is out that shows how drug addiction is affecting Americans. Conducted by KFF, the poll numbers show that more than a quarter of adults surveyed say they or a member of their family has been addicted to prescription painkillers or other illegal opioids, and nearly one in 10 adults has had a family member die of a drug overdose. Nearly 110,000 people died from a drug overdose in 2022, according to federal data. That's more than any other calendar year. And fentanyl, the powerful synthetic opioid, has been a significant factor in the rise of deadly overdoses. The concerns around opioid addiction are particularly prevalent among rural Americans, who were also more likely to say they've already experienced the effects, Alcohol use disorder has also been on the rise in the U.S. and it became significantly more deadly during the COVID-19 pandemic.
2: The Clackamas County Fair kicked off Tuesday amid an ongoing heat wave that is negatively impacting their quality in Portland and southwest Washington. The extreme heat is not lost on fair organizers. They implemented a number of safety measures, misting stations, industrial-sized fans, and Water stations to fill up reusable water bottles. And many came to the fair and left before the heat became too unbearable. So Clackamas County Fair closed at 4 o'clock on Tuesday out of an abundance of caution due to. Excessive heat. Yeah, wise decision.
1: It's interesting when you were talking about this. I remember as a kid going to the Oregon State Fair, which opens at the end of this month, runs through Labor Day, and I remember some really hot days mm-hmm. for the State Fair as a kid going there and being on the midway, which was on pavement. Of course, and it's it like, is. Yeah, it's because you, you, you got to set the rides cook. up and. It's hot. But I'll tell you, I also remember some rainy state fairs. I do, really? Yeah. So uh, you know, end of August, early September, more likely to have warm weather than the rainy weather, but I do remember that too. So you get a little of both, I guess.
2: Just arrive early and leave early. <laughs> it sounds know. like a good plan. There you go.
1: Uh, in sports, pretty big deal for a former Beaverton area high school athlete, Cameron Brink, who stars for the Stanford Cardinal basketball team, has signed an endorsement deal. With New Balance becoming the footwear and apparel brand's first women's basketball athlete. Brink, a six foot four forward who played at Southridge and Mountainside high schools in Beaverton, is entering her senior year with the Cardinal after back to back All American seasons. She was part of Stanford's NCAA championship winning team in 2021. New Balance says Brink will appear in lifestyle and performance campaigns and work with designers to influence future products. Brink joins a list of New Balance endorsers that includes men basketball players, Jamal Murray and Kawhi Leonard.
2: St. Stephen was the first king of Hungary in the year 1000 and his kingdom endured until the 20th century. Yet St. John Paul II believed his most enduring treasure was his Catholic faith. In his first apostolic visit to Hungary in 1991, John Paul II explained how St. Stephen's letter to his son was also addressed to all Hungarians. And this is what he said. St. Stephen was aware of passing on his inheritance to future generations. Every year on his feast day, we reread the will he left to his son. The words of the liturgy today contain a striking resemblance to the text of the will saying, listen, my son, and accept my words. I show you the way of wisdom. I guide you along the paths of righteousness. John Paul II believed that his greatest treasure was his Catholic faith and not any crown that was passed on to succeeding generations. St. Stephen strove to put his Catholic faith into practice, and it is his radiant life of Christ-like charity that should remain an inspiration to all of us. St. John Paul II ended his homily with the final appeal to the Hungarian people that they look that they may look to their saint for inspiration. I think this is beautiful Mm -hmm. for all of us to understand. He said, dear brothers and sisters, in the footsteps of St. Stephen and St. Elizabeth, know how to see Christ in every poor person and help him as much as possible. Do not forget, the poor are the treasure of the church. They are the hidden presence of Christ himself among you.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: Well, today at 10 o'clock is an August play date at St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Preschool in Camas. St. Thomas Aquinas Preschool is hosting three play dates in August to help boost awareness of their schools. Parents are invited to check out the classrooms, meet the teachers, while the children ages three to five enjoy some fun and games on the playground. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community cal- calendar, matradayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app.
16: Hey well,
1: Father Chuck Wood, he's going to join us next and tell us about a really big event coming up in the Archdiocese of Portland this fall. It's right after the forecast.
6: Support from Watch Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com.
7: The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Maitreday Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Matreday Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS App Store, Google Play, or matradayradio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: It is 8-11 here at Monterey Day Radio. That excessive heat warning stays into effect all the way till 11 o'clock tonight. Sky's also going to continue to be hazy and smoggy throughout the day. By lunchtime, well, temperature is already in the upper 80s, and we top out this afternoon at 100 degrees. Overnight, we get some relief as temperatures drop to 68 degrees. Then Thursday, we drop a few more degrees and temperatures getting to the middle 90s. And as we head into the weekend, back into the 80s. That sounds wonderful.
1: That would be very nice. Uh, It's currently 73 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser.
2: And it is 71 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Camas.
1: Okay, mark this date on your calendar, August 28th, all right, the end of this month, August 28th. That is when registration opens for the Healing the Whole Person Conference. The event runs from November 30th through December 2nd at Our Lady of LeVang Catholic Church in Happy Valley. The Archdiocese of Portland is anticipating a crowd of 2,000 to attend the conference that calls on us to greater unity through healing. Joining us this morning to give us some insight into the event is Father Chuck Wood, pastor at St. Elizabeth of Hungary Catholic Church in southwest Portland. Hey, good morning, Father Chuck. How are you today? Hello. Good morning.
17: I'm, good morning, God bless you. I'm fine, thanks.
1: So how's the summer going?
17: Oh, it's been uh, busy, actually. Yeah. I was, um, you know, I'm a member of the Brotherhood of the People of Praise, along with Bishop Peter and others, and we had our summer vacation a couple of weeks ago the two houses we have another house in st paul minnesota so oh. we got together for that and then um i went to phoenix where it was a hundred and
1: oh, yes. something or
17: other yes for the um yearly amazing parish summit as part of our archdiocese in collaboration with the amazing parish ministry which is a bit of a trifecta of ministries that we've been collaborating with, along with the John Paul II Healing Center, and then also Acts 29, part of this healing the whole archdiocese, you might say, whatever,
18: right. Yeah.
17: <laughs> that um, the, um, the Lord has brought about, our working with these three organizations for what God's got in mind for us out here.
1: Well, you have been busy.
17: Yes. Indeed.
1: <laughs> I guess we shouldn't complain about 85 to 90 when you're that's down here right, in that's Phoenix. Right. That's, uh, yeah. That is that is that is pretty nice. So the Healing the Whole Person Conference, again, I, I mentioned that August 28th going to be an important date here in uh, the Portland Archdiocese. That's when registration will open for this event. And I guess tell me a little bit about this conference. I know you sit on the committee, I believe, the organizing committee, for the event and give me a little background into this into this event and and the purpose behind it.
17: Okay. Well, I one thing it just occurred to me literally as you were explaining that um, our core team for the event is we ourselves are adopting this sense of the importance of the whole person and that the spiritual dimension and connection with the Lord is central to healing in that I think it's fair to say that we see our primary role on the core team as being the uh, advanced uh, prayer team. So even though certainly we are, everybody's involved in different Bits of the nuts and bolts of planning it and organizing it, but essentially, one of we started out with one of our primary tasks being among those who are praying daily for this conference, and and we've even got a whole calendar of each week specific elements of the conference to pray about. So I would say that we're like the prayer team yeah. that also has the logistics to, to deal with, which is very much in the spirit of the event itself, where Dr. Shukes, Bob Shooks, and the John Paul II Healing Center, many of their staff, and certainly himself, are licensed medical professionals and mental health professionals, mm-hmm. but they have also come to see that as valuable as those things are and that work that they do in that dimension, that we need to bring in our relationship with God and the healing power of the Holy Spirit. And then for us as Catholics specifically also, the healing power of the sacraments so that it um hearkens to luke chapter 2 verse 52 this is a fairly relatively well-known scripture passage because it it takes all of jesus's life from when he was 11 we when we think you know he was when he went to the temple and his parents found him later right um up until the beginning of his ministry in his early 30s so it's like the whole 20-some years of Jesus' childhood and teenage and adolescent and young adult life is encapsulated in Luke 2.52, which says, Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man or, or, or other people, you know, other humans, mm-hmm. other people. And it's fairly common to see that as expressing the four dimensions of the human person, our intellectual, side, or an intellectual dimension, age, or stature is another way to translate it, seeing um, the physical and emotional and all that, that that dimension, and then favor before God and man is relationship with God and relationships with other people. So those four dimensions of the human person, which Jesus himself experienced in his humanity, are dimensions that the Healing the Whole Person Conference takes on and, and leads participants to delve into those four areas of what it means to be human. And with humility and honesty and support and prayer from everyone else there, looking at where we each may have been hurt or wounded or disabled in a sense particularly in the area of our relationship with God and with other people and how that can also have ramifications or consequences for our the way we think right and our attitudes and then also our emotions and 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 in some cases even how as the unity of the human person how areas of our our physical well-being and our our mental health and medical health may also have been affected or had an effect on our relationships with God and with other people.
1: Yes, wonderful. Again, we're speaking with Father Chuck Wood. He is the pastor at St. Elizabeth of Hungary Catholic Church here in southwest Portland. Speaking on the Healing the Whole Person Conference, going to be happening November 30th through December 2nd at Our Lady of Levan Catholic Church in Happy Valley. Important date to remember, August 28th, here coming up the end of the month, August 28th. That's when registration will open for the event. And again, yeah, they're looking at maybe 2,000 people to, to be here, so it sounds like really something that's going to be a special deal.
17: Yes, yes. And one thing, I encourage people to keep track of the, count, the countdown register on the uh, Archdiocesan website and it can remind people of when registration opens because we have to keep in mind that the John Paul II Healing Center being in Florida they they do their registration based on Eastern Standard Time Mm. so for us it's it'll be seven o'clock in the morning on the 28th right. when registration opens. And I understand that typically when they do these healing, the whole person conferences, once registration opens online, since it's literally, you know, strictly speaking international, but certainly at least you might say Canada and America, in the United States, yeah. registration fills up pretty quickly as as I understand it. Okay. So we need to have people be ready at 7 a.m. There you go. <laughs> get up early. Get online and get you know, it. Like that.
1: That's right. Well, look, it's great to talk with you, Father, and I'm wondering if you could wrap it up with a blessing for us this morning. Certainly,
17: yes. Well, today, with the feast day of St. John Vianney, let us ask his intercession. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen, amen. mighty and blessed God, who comes with healing and wholeness, we ask our brother in Christ, uh, John Vianney, the curator of ours, to pray with us and for us that you will bless and guide everyone whom you want to attend and take part in this conference and also the day of equipping another related event during that same time frame, that we in the Archdiocese of Portland and all who will visit us and come from other places will grow in all dimensions of what it means to be humans who know that we are fundamentally in relationship with you, loving God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Amen. Father Chuck Wood, pastor at St. Elizabeth of Hungary Catholic Church in Portland, August 28th, the big registration day for Healing the Whole Person Conference at Our Lady of LeVang Catholic Church, November 30th through December 2nd. Hey, Father Chuck, great to talk with you. Thank you (laughs) so much, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you down the road. All right. God bless. God bless.
2: It is 822 here at Mater Dei Radio, sure to be a wonderful event. Please read up on that right now because you're going to want to be ready when that registration opens. I already am hearing about people yeah. who are like, I'm going, yeah. and I'm going with my friend, and it's going to be just such a wonderful event. So be ready again. That registration opens up later this month. And while you're on the Internet today, well, maybe stop over at materdayradio.com. You can access the community calendar. It's full of all kinds of things that are happening, things you can do today through the weekend and all the way through the rest of the month. You can also access the community calendar on the Hail Mary media app.
4: Support for Monterey Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist.
2: Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples, helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline, for married couples.
12: Hello, I'm Kevin Doran.
6: And I'm Carla Wehrman, co host of Sunday Commentary.
12: Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass.
6: It's fun, fast, and faith filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. Saturday mornings at seven and Sunday mornings at eight on Modern Day Radio.
1: The bridge between your faith and everyday life.
0: They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the morning blend with David and Brenda on Modern Day Radio.
1: And it is eight twenty-six at Modern Day Radio. You may want to stay indoors today with an air quality alert in effect. Details coming up.
2: And seeing the devastation of the Lahaina fires in person, Bishop Larry Silva met with survivors and brought consolation and prayers. Pope Francis. I'll have that story for you and more coming up in four minutes. Here is Sarah Kroger. Hallelujah is our song. That is Sarah Kroger. Alleluia is our song. It's 830 right here at Mater Day Radio.
1: And in your news, an air quality alert remains in effect today throughout the Willamette Valley, southwest Washington, due to elevated levels of ozone pollution or smog. Ozone forms when hot temperatures and low winds combine with pollution from cars, gas-powered engines, and chemicals in paints and aerosols. Air quality agencies expect pollution to reach levels that could be unhealthy for sensitive groups, including children, pregnant people, older adults, and people with heart disease or respiratory conditions. Health officials recommend that people limit outdoor activity when pollution levels are high. The agency says you can help by limiting driving carpool or use public transportation postpone yard work that uses gas powered equipment also postpone painting and aerosol spray projects ozone pollution increases throughout the day with exposure to sunlight so pollution levels tend to be the highest during afternoons and early evenings so the air quality alert will be in effect until 6 a.m. tomorrow i was looking at the satellite imagery too of the state and uh, Almost the entire state is blanketed oh. with some form of haze or wildfire smoke. So, wow, yeah. So hopefully we'll get a little front, maybe pushes some of that out.
2: Although cooling centers were open this week for those living on the street, their experience highlights a problem. Many people who are most at risk for the extreme dangers of heat have the most barriers to staying cool. A heat wave brought temperatures of up to one hundred eight degrees in Vancouver on Monday, one hundred and two on Tuesday. During extreme weather events, Council for the Homeless sent out a call to local organizations to open cooling centers, places open to the public where people can stay cool indoors. The list of places the council sends out includes public parks, libraries, community centers, and some churches. Yet some cooling centers report that few, if any, people show up. People living outside said they didn't know where the cooling centers were, while others didn't have transportation to get there or feared their belongings would be stolen if they left their camps.
1: I saw a story on the news uh, last night. I think it was the Blanchet House. The volunteers uh-huh. were out handing out water. OK, some of the folks on the street there,
2: I think that would have been a great opportunity right now to check out their Web page and see if there's an, any immediate yeah. needs that Blanche has in order to help those in need. Definitely. Honolulu Bishop Larry Silva visited the town of Lahaina Tuesday to celebrate mass and meet survivors of the wildfires that he said shockingly devastated the town. The bishop told Catholic News Agency that he celebrated Mass at Kapalua, Maui, on Sunday for about 200 Catholics gathered there. In order to arrive in Kapalua, we had to drive on the upper road above Lahaina Town, he said. At several places along the road, we saw spots that were destroyed by the fire, whether homes or businesses. It was hard to tell. We could also overlook Lahaina Town, which was shockingly devastated. Law enforcement, including the National Guard, are keeping guard over Lahaina, the bishop said. Due to the local loss of cell phone towers and internet coverage, Silva said the assembly had not learned of Pope Francis' message to the island expressing consolation and prayers. He said, I read the letter to them, and they were very grateful. And the bishop also confirmed stories of the astonishing survival of Maria Lanakilla Catholic Church in Lahaina. The church was miraculously spared, as was the rectory, he said. The adjacent convent, school, and hall were all burned, along with neighboring homes.
1: Mm, I I think the last story I saw still... uh, over 100 people now have perished in the fires, but there's still like a 1,000 missing still oh. or, un- or unaccounted for. Unaccount, right. Yeah. And
2: I did read, too, they said as cell phone towers begin to be restored, more and more people are being found. But they've only surveyed about 30% of the scorched yeah. earth, so they still feel that number is going to go up. Mm.
1: Well, it won't be too much longer before the Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization heads to the gym to open the fall volleyball season. Practice begins this month for a sport that focuses on building individual and team skills.
11: It's good for an individual to learn certain skills, but it's also great as a team to learn the cooperation, the working together. And one of the things that I love about the way we do our volleyball program is we have multiple levels. So you're never in a situation where you are a beginning team playing against teams that have played together for years. You're an older grade. It's divided into multiple levels so everybody can play at their own skill level, feel successful, and just have fun while learning a new sport.
1: Erin Cahill is the director of volleyball for CYO. She says the sport is for girls third through eighth grade. Season includes eight regular season games on Saturday and wraps up with the season-ending tournaments in mid-November. Volleyball registration is available on CYO's website. That would be cyocamphoward.org.
2: Dolly Parton's rhinestone-covered life and career have captivated imaginations the world over for the past six decades. And it's imagination that brought the iconic entertainer to Washington on Tuesday. Dolly Parton celebrated the implementation of her Imagination Library program, The Evergreen State, with an event at Tacoma's Pantages Theater. After a discussion about her program and her upcoming album, of course she grabbed her sparkly guitar and performed coat of many colors. The Imagination Library launched in 1995 delivers one free book a month to children from birth to age five who are enrolled in the program. More than 200 million books have been gifted under the program. Parton's inspiration for the Imagination Library came from her family's struggle growing up poor in rural Tennessee. In particular, her father's inability to read. She said her dad was so happy to see the success of the program. Tennessee was the first state to implement the Imagination Library statewide. To date, the program now sends books to children in 15 states and five countries. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's great. She she gives so yeah, humbly. That's wonderful. She really does. Who doesn't love Dolly Parton? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, in sports, over 75,000 fans packed Stadium Australia in the hopes of seeing their home team advance to the finals of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Unfortunately for the Aussies, it was England who came away with a 3-1 win. England will now play Spain for the World Cup title. That match is set for early Sunday morning at 3 a.m. hour time, televised on Fox. Last year, England won the European Championship.
2: The church continues her work of healing and salvation through the sacraments of healing. That includes confession. After making a good examination of conscience, feelings, sorrow for our sins, and making a firm resolution to not sin again, we make a verbal confession to the priest who is the minister of this sacrament. After he gives us absolution, forgiving our sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. He assigns us a penance. This is the fulfillment of certain acts of penance, either prayer or deed to repair the damage caused by sin. However, sometimes we're distracted or procrastinate. We could end up forgetting what our confessor told us to do. So what do we do in that case? Alatea asked Father Jose Luis Solis, a canonist, and he gave this answer. He said, in that case, People naturally know that there was a penance, even if they don't remember what it was. They almost always go to the blessed sacrament and pray something. Now, if we know our priests, we already know which asks you are to pray, either a rosary or an Our Father. And usually if we forget something, that's because it's something that we've become accustomed to. He said, go and pray a Hail Mary or an Our Father. And the next time you go to confession... Tell the priest that you didn't remember the penance of your last confession. Tell him what you prayed instead, and he will tell you if you need to add something more along with your new penance. So regarding the seriousness of the sin and the penance to be done, Bishop Victor Alejandro tells Alatea that penance is an assignment according to the sin. Don't pretend that if you stole a lot of money, You only have to pray in Our Father. He said you must return that money. If you broke a window, you have to pay for it. If you spoke badly of someone, now you speak well and pray for that person.
1: See, and you'll feel so much better.
2: Exactly.
1: That's right.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: This Thursday at 11 o'clock is the annual YLI Seminary Burst Luncheon and Raffle. It's happening at St. John the Baptist Parish Center in Milwaukee. Footprints in the Sand Luncheon, sponsored by Young Ladies Institute. This year's luncheon will be picnic style, including dessert and beverages. Proceeds benefit the Oregon Archdiocese Seminarians. Please call to purchase your tickets in advance. There is limited prepaid seating and remember you can find details on these and other events head over to the community calendar maturadayradio.com and the Hail mary media app
1: well brenda just flew in from washington dc last night she has so much to tell us so much how your vacation went so grab a second cup of coffee sit back and relax and let's hear brenda's tales (laughs) right after the forecast
13: When you hear the word humility, what do you think of?
10: One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey.
13: Humility may mean deflecting praise or pretending something you've done is not as good as it is. For St. Benedict, real humility is an important virtue. He considers it to be the truth. Humility is an accurate appraisal of ourselves before God, before others, and before ourselves. We all have weaknesses. We need to know what they are and watch out for them. But they make us no less valuable in God's sight. We all have strengths, and we sometimes have a hard time admitting that.
10: For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com
13: Admitting our talents in humility and developing them gives thanks to the God who gave them to us to be used for His glory and our neighbor's good.
1: The Benedictine Brewery Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com.
10: Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Day Radio or anytime on matodayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app.
1: 843 at Monterey Radio. Excessive heat warning in effect until 11 tonight, so one more hot day, 100 degrees. Your projected high, mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 68. And then Thursday, a little cooling finally, high of 94, even cooler on Friday. Can you believe it? 82.
2: Oh my goodness. That just sounds so comfortable. (laughs) Things are already starting to heat up. 74 degrees now at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver.
1: And 73 degrees at St. Stephen's Church in Portland. The morning
0: blend's not over yet. There's time for a second cup with David and Brenda.
2: So, David, my flight last night arrived just before 10 o'clock. By the time we got our luggage hauled out to long-term parking at PDX, got my shower and into bed, it was after 11 o'clock.
1: Oh, well, you're nice and fresh today, but you seem.
2: I'll tell you what, at least 15, maybe 20 minutes before my alarm ever went off, yeah, my eyes were Ready open. go. I'm still... What's funny is I, I was saying, oh, I'm still on Washington, D.C. time, which is basically morning blend time. Yeah. That's the way that it works. So the morning blend starts up at 10 o'clock there. So I checked in and thank you to Dina Marie so very much for coming and filling mm-hmm. in. Uh, she comes in when I'm gone, but we need to figure out a time when Dina Marie comes in when you're gone. So that way she and I could do the yeah, together. Be fun. That would be a whole lot of fun for sure. So... As I said in the open of the show, we should all try to make a trip to Washington D.C. It's it's wonderful. Now I wouldn't necessarily recommend going in August. Yeah, it was hot. It, I I'm not going to say that it wasn't, but it wasn't like 110, which was crazy here or 108. They it was stayed in the 80s m- most every day. There were yep. a couple of days I think that we hit 90. The humidity is high, though. And that's the part that makes it incredible. Uh, Just, you know, it it just kind of weighs on you a lot. Mm -hmm. Fortunately... Everything is air conditioned. Yeah. It really is, and so it was just a really a matter of, of wa- wherever we happened to be walking, and if we had a real long distance to walk, we would you know catch a Uber to sure take us where we need to go. Here's what's amazing: and all of the places that we went to see, and we went to many museums. Yeah, Native American, African American. We went to the Holocaust Museum, uh, Airspace Museum. We were trying. We had it in our schedule to get to Natural History but it just didn't fit in with mm-hmm. everything else that we were seeing. The, those museums are free. A hundred percent free.
5: That's great.
2: And you have to get a
1: ticket though. Like you have to, you do have
2: to plan ahead and time it. And so I had everything kind of laid out the weeks ahead of time. And even still, you can just, if you're a day or two out, you know about when you want to get there. Uh, We were able to just purchase the, the time slot to go Mm -hmm. in and we were able to see such amazing things. And I, I have a hard time picking out the favorite thing we did, but everything that we absolutely did each day. It had its highlights. Sure. We went to mass at the at Catholic University of America. The Basilica of the Immaculate Conception mm-hmm. is its name. It's massive. Wow. It, it's massive. Yeah. It's the only way to say it. And it was a full crowd. That is a place where people... It doesn't necessarily have the same feel as a parish, mm-hmm. you know, kind of smaller with yeah. lots of things. It does have that. But people, when they come to visit Washington, D.C., this is the parish that they go to. Yeah, This is the church. It's incredible. It's like the churches of Europe
18: mm-hmm.
2: uh, built over 100 years. Yeah, And the Knights of Columbus did a whole lot in order to raise the funds to do that. But the reason why I bring this up is lined along the sides of the church are different altars, and then you can go down below to the crypt. Mm -hmm. And they have all kinds of things there. They have artifacts from the popes and the different visits to Washington, D.C. And they have their chairs where they sat, the Zacchetto of Pope St. John Paul II, a zacchetto of uh, Pope Francis, which of course is the little white hat that they wear. Right, And there were pictures along the way next to the chairs that they sat in. And there's a picture of Pope Francis right there. And I went, oh, look at that's." A, I think that might have been a visit when he was here in the United States. I wasn't sure. But the thing that really caught my eye was the gentleman sitting next to him. And yeah. I went, oh, everybody, look. That is a Monsignor Sayak sitting next to the Pope. That's awesome. So Monsignor Sayak and parishioners there at Christ the King. Uh, Yeah, your Monsignor's got a picture in the Basilica in Washington, D.C. That's
1: something. (laughs) I wonder wonder if uh, Monsignor knows that. Uh, I'll have to ask him that. I'll
2: have to ask him. I have a feeling that... Somebody may have uh, yeah. may have told him that.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
2: Some of the other great things we did and we were very fortunate to go with our friends whose children uh, whose daughter was in the Marines. they were mm-hmm. a Marine family and through her connections we were able to get a security clearance to go into a hangar. And this was just an incredible day. I have so many pictures of this. And this hangar were all of the presidents helicopters. Wow. Like Marine 1, Marine yeah, 2, right. Marine 3, they were all right there. That's cool. And we got a tour. We were guarded. Our tour guide uh walked with us and told us everything and behind him were two uh marines yeah. who yeah, watched, watching, yeah. watched what we yeah. were doing. Yeah. yeah. And uh but they opened the doors and I got to sit in a very important chair. Did you? It had the seal of the president on it. Wow. So that is one of the 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 helicopters that yeah. would take it. And we got to find out kind of the, some of the schedule. Uh, I think on Friday, the president left Washington, D.C., and you would just like over the sky, three helicopters mm-hmm. flying away. I'm pretty sure when we were leaving last night, the, those helicopters were coming back in. Mm-hmm. Nobody else saw it, though. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was a real wonderful event. And also as part of the tour uh, that our friends helped put us together, we went to a place, and Marines will know this, 8th and I, Mm -hmm. like the corner of 8th and of I Street. Oh, okay. And it is Marine headquarters. And the Marine Commandant's home is on one end of this yard. And they do on Fridays in the summertime uh, evening retreat. Oh, yeah their bands come out and play the uh, uh different marines that that ha- do different services and programs mm-hmm. and work there in DC are there we saw the most incredible drill the silent drill team mm. and there must have been i 50 yeah and they did an entire i know it took them 10 minutes 15 minutes complete silent not a single like l- Let's start. Stop. Right. Here. No, they have practiced this so many times. It was impressive. That's I mean, cool. like we were watching, going, "Yeah, this is really impressive." Wow. And so th- that was just wonderful. And again, all of the different museums we were able to go through, it just yeah. beautiful.
1: I do. I do have a question because you mentioned uh, Washington D.C. is a good foodie city. So did you go to oh. some? Good restaurants, absolutely. And yeah. nice.
2: We went into Fredericksburg one day, soup and taco. Oh, uh, it's just a little, you know, and like they are here, they're not fancy restaurants right. necessarily. You get amazing food. Nice. That was one of the great things that we were able to do. We had breakfast at Quantico one day, mm-hmm. like just. Uh, 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 a little diner yeah amazing food i felt the most safe in my entire life sitting at that breakfast because we were surrounded by marines yeah and the something that our friends told us is that that the little city that's in there is surrounded by the base Mm -hmm. it's the only city in the united states where marines can wear their fatigues right Uh, everywhere else they are not allowed Uh, to wear their fatigues in the city okay I didn't know that right so we were very safe
1: yeah i was gonna say that's pretty cool
2: and i will be praying for my son he got a lot of marine influence he was amazed at what they were do so impressed and so now he's like okay i'm i'm this is going to be something that i'm going to be thinking about for the next year so sure we'll pray for his vocation i don't know if it'll include the marines but yeah he certainly was smiling I'll a lot bet. on this trip that's great so again, I, I came back and, and we'll t- I'll share more about yeah. it throughout the, the week. Some wonderful things that we did. So uh, it was a wonderful trip, but it's great to be back. Oh, welcome back. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed today's Second Cup.
4: Support for Mataray Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist.
5: this is father peter julio the vocations director for the archdiocese of portland in oregon please join modern day radio and the archdiocese of portland office of vocations as we unite in prayer with all young men and women to know their vocation in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen heavenly father you have created me to know love and serve you i know there are many ways in life to fulfill this calling but of them all there is one way especially for me by which i will become a saint Help me to desire what you desire for me. And I pray that you send the Holy Spirit into my mind, heart, and soul, so that I will have the courage to follow you in all things. Mary, my mother, help me to say yes to God's will as you did. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, help me to love as you love. If it is your will that I am called to serve you as a priest or consecrated person, give me the grace and strength to follow you with joy to the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at NorthPoint.com. That's NorthPoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hi I am Father Cedric Pizania.
13: I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio.
0: Don't just live, live with passion. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio.
1: And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your hot forecast today. Again, 100 degree projected high. Excessive heat warning that uh, stays into effect till 11 tonight. Clear overnight tonight, 68. Then sunny for Thursday, 94. Friday, partly sunny, 82. So starting to cool down. Currently 75 degrees in the Rose City.
2: And closing out our show today. And boy, could we use this. This is Let It Rain Yeah. with Crowder. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
18: Anybody oh. sponsor?
1: Crowder with Mandisa, "Let It Rain." It's 8:59 at Day Radio. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for the morning blend on this Wednesday. You know what? We got to say Happy Anniversary to Deb I here in the it. office for
2: 11 years. She is keeping all of us organized and straight yeah. as our administrative
1: assistant. Happy Anniversary, Deb. We appreciate you.
2: Oh, and that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend, blazing the trail on this evening at 7.30. We hope you all have a very blessed and cool day.